With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. You guys want me to turn my brain off because I'm a, I have a huge basketball IQ? No, no, not at all. Not No, do not do that, LeBron. Uh, I, I want to get a big bucket of popcorn right now and enjoy the overreaction machine. That is getting cranked all the way up. They are cranking that thing. Overwhelming. The Cavaliers. Everything they weren't doing before, they're doing now. There was a nationally televised game. It's all-star week in the NBA. So the schedule's all disjointed, but a game that was getting a mild amount of hype. The Cadavers were taking on Oklahoma City. And the Cavaliers scored 120 points. They had great synergy. Not chemistry, because that doesn't exist, but they had great synergy as they were passing the ball all over the place and uh, they shot 51% against a helpless and hapless Oklahoma City defensive unit. And so the Cavaliers get another win. The ship has been righted. Uh, But who are the real Cavaliers? Now, a couple of thoughts here. I will get into this, the state of the Cavaliers, because no one... No one overreacts quite like the NBA media, like the overreaction machine. Uh, It's just tremendous. It really is, right? And, you know, the people that have the ability to react 
disproportionately to events. And, and I'm as guilty as anyone. You know, I, I enjoy acting irrationally. It's a fun thing to do, right? But here's the point. Uh, there's teams that are scuffling. I uh, did some radio tonight in Boston. We we're talking about the Celtics, and they're they're not playing great. They went to Europe, the Celtics, on a barnstorming tour to play the Philadelphia 76ers because you know they got to sell some jerseys to the young kids in Europe and in London. And uh, since they they've come back from that road trip, the Celtics have have lost eight of their last fourteen. All right, so they're six and eight their last fourteen. Uh, they're sloppy. They're making a lot of mistakes. It, it, it's the the ebb and flow of the NBA season. And while you would assume that that situation will be smoothed over and that order will be restored for the Celtics, that they're not going to play this way the rest of the year, that, that Brad Stevens will iron things out, at the same time, uh, my horse sense when talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers is that this is also being blown out of proportion. Everything is great. There, what the, the way to describe what's going on with the Cleveland Cavaliers right now is the hunting moon phase, right? The hunting moon phase. All of these new players who are trying to assimilate with LeBron, because when you play in Cleveland, the thing you got to do this is the first thing we bring up here. It's bow down and kiss the ring of LeBron James. So these Cavalier players go down the list of all the new guys that they were picked up midseason, and their only real job right now, the only job they have is to adapt to LeBron, right? They have to make LeBron comfortable. It's not the other way around, right? They have to accommodate LeBron James, and they have to absorb everything LeBron wants because he is the GM, he is the, he is the coach, uh, he's the whole thing. He runs the whole operation. In Cleveland, but when it, it's kind of like when you give a kid a bunch of of soda, right? You give him a, a bunch of soda pop. What's the kid is going to be on cloud nine, right? Bouncing off the walls. Now, eventually, there's the the, the come down from that, right? There's back to realityville, and that's going to happen to the Cleveland Cavaliers here. That that yeah, right now, a couple of games, uh, the definition of a small sample size. Uh, at this moment, though, the second part of this, at this moment, is there reason for optimism? Yeah, absolutely there's reason of optimism. Uh, and you can go down the list. Rodney Hood had a very productive uh, game. Jordan Clarkson looked good also. I mean, these guys who are basically nameless uh, and next to faceless, right, the, the guys that were picked up, Larry Nance Jr. from the Lakers, each one of those guys, has played well, and and so yeah, a couple games in to this new run for the Cavaliers, things go pretty good, uh, and it, it still comes back though. Ultimately, when all of this is done, if the Cavaliers are depending on those guys to consistently make plays in the playoffs, they are up Poop Creek, and they don't have any toilet paper. They're they're in trouble there. They're in a in a bad spot. If that's the case, it's still going to come down to the shoulders of LeBron in the postseason. And he is now past his prime basketball years. There's a lot of miles there for LeBron James. Now, has he shown that? Uh, Certainly the last couple of games, that has not been the case. Everything is going wonderfully in this little sliver of time 
for the Cavaliers, and they should carry these good vibrations into the All-Star break. And then you, you look ahead, and you're like, well, at some point, reality is going to set in. At some point, the, there will be so, a monkey wrench that is tossed into all this, and the Cavaliers are going to then have to overcome that. And that's the real point of demarcation for these new Cavaliers. It certainly looks like a very safe landing spot upcoming for the Cavaliers because they have uh, they've got nine days off now. They don't play. They played on Tuesday night. The Cavaliers don't play again until the 22nd of February. And they're playing teams that are certainly beatable right after the All-Star break. Teams like the Wizards, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, then they have a game with San Antonio. But you know, San Antonio, I don't even know if they're going to try. It's the great thing about the Spurs with Greg Popovich, the social justice warrior coach. Sometimes they try and sometimes they don't, right? One of my favorite moments, though, in this particular uh, Cavs game with Oklahoma City, uh, it happened in the fourth quarter. There were a little over three minutes to go, and LeBron James, who likes to downplay the fact that he's actually the coach and that Ty Lue's just a sock puppet, even though he gets paid to be the coach here, but at least I, I give Ty Lue the credit because Ty Lue at least goes through the motions. Like he, unlike Steve Kerr, who just you know, put his hands up and said, "All right, you guys coach yourself in Golden State." Uh, Ty Lue makes it. He tries to make it appear, give the facade that he is actually the coach. But with three minutes and eleven seconds to go in the game, which was played just a few hours ago. LeBron like yells timeout. Paul George was shooting a couple foul shots. LeBron's like timeout, timeout. And uh, somebody on the Thunder, somebody on OKC said, "Hey, uh, you know we got the ball already." And LeBron's like, "I don't. It doesn't matter. Timeout. He's just like, it doesn't matter. I, we, I don't care. I'm LeBron effing James. All right. I'm the coach. I've got the basketball IQ. I see something I don't like." And if I see something I don't like, I'm going to change it. It's trash. Yeah, that's right. That is what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. So Ben Maller, the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oklahoma City's got a few issues, but you know, they're not a real threat to anyone in the Western Conference. Any team with Carmelo uh, is, is not uh, not what I would put on the, on the, on the radar of, oh, my God, we're – we're afraid we got to run into that buzzsaw in the playoffs. And I did like Carmelo Anthony's quote, though. Carmelo Anthony is the definition of tone-deaf NBA player. And I, I love it. Uh, he uh, talked about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Here's the quote. Heading into the All-Star break. Uh, heading into the All-Star break with a rather lifeless performance. Uh, Cleveland scored 120 points against the Thunder Olay defense. Right, Oklahoma City, they're, they're above 500. They're six games above 500. But they're not moving mountains in Oklahoma City. They're not. And Carmelo Anthony, my man, Carmelo Anthony, said heading into the All-Star break, quote, of the Thunder, once we come back, it's showtime now. It's time to gear up. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds like, it sounds like uh, Carmelo's planning on this great uh, historical run. Uh, which instead of the slow death march, which is what the Thunder season will eventually eventually become. They're 3-6 and six now, OKC, uh, in the the, uh, the last nine. Since they lost Roberson, they're 3-6. and six. The offense, eh, not so good. The defense has been pretty bad. 
for Oklahoma City. But like I said, they, they're not on my they're not on my big board. Not on my big board in the NBA. All right, it's the Ben Mather Show on Fox. On Fox, we have Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie slash Judas Garcia, who's right over there hanging out. Did you watch the dog show, Eddie? Did you have the dog show on your TV? No, I did not. You're a bad human being. You don't like animals. I don't like Screw those animals. You. I don't like those pampered, richy, rich animals. Those aren't, those aren't, you know, you're supposed to be a man of the people. Well, do you know who won the Westminster dog show? Do you know who, no. have you been reporting this? It was on Fox Sports 1. What, Danny G, did you watch the Westminster, the 142nd Westminster dog show, best in show, Wall-to-wall, in-depth team coverage on the Fox family of channels. Ben, as we talked about in our pre-production meeting, I saw it two nights ago, and then I saw the first half last night, so I didn't actually get to see How the, many uh, nights is this damn thing? It's a two-night <laughs> affair, all right? Actually, I think there's some coverage on Sunday, but I, I watched Monday. Now, I got to tell you, I, I had it on in the studio. I was doing the Boston show, so I had it on in the studio, but I was distracted because I was talking about you know, the Patriots and the Celtics and the Red Sox. So I, I, I was upset. I felt like I didn't give the bitches enough attention when I was trying. I was trying to focus on the damn dog show. But congratulations to Flynn. Flynn is the winner. Best in show, the 104. It's a, how do you pronounce this? Bashan oh, Frizay? Yeah, yeah. I saw is him. Is that how you said? Did I say that two, right? Yeah, yeah two Bashan nights ago. Frizay. I saw him win his group, and it's his little, owner. Yeah. His owner was talking about you just can't uh, let your dog show. You know, you can't show your dog how nervous you are because it feeds into your dog's performance. Yeah. Now, oh God! Thank God I didn't watch that crap. <laughs> it was no, awesome. It's awesome. These people, Eddie. It, it, it's you never saw the movie Best in Show, which was which was pretty good, a parody of the dog show. And and this was oh, just, it, it deserves a parody. That's no, for it was, sure. oh, you should watch. You well, you don't watch the dog show, but I'm telling you, Best in Show was a wonderful movie. Uh, and the question, and I think it's the burning question of the night: Did the judges get it right? Uh, what was was the pug robbed? Was there outrage? I mean, you can there's there were other dogs that could have could have easily won best in show. Uh, and, and I of course always go, you know, my my if I were to rank my dogs, bulldog, American, or the actually the English bulldog trumps all other bulldogs. I guess my, but I've never been able to have one, because uh, for whatever I, I lived when I was bachelor, I didn't want a dog because I was a bachelor. And that requires taking care of stuff. And, uh, and then I lived in an apartment where I couldn't have a dog for a while. Now I'm married, but my wife's like, the bulldog's too big, so we've got Bella, my dog, the little little baby dog. Arf, 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 you which, know? which gets dressed up in little clothes and stuff. Yeah, I know you're jealous of that. So. Anyway, no, I'm not. Congratulations to Flynn. Your life's going to change in amazing ways. Athlete of the year, Flynn, what do you think? Athlete of the year, yes? Yes, no? MVP? Uh, no. No, you're going to go no on that. Interesting. Do you think his owner is on a bender right now? <laughs> yeah, they're going out. Post-game celebration yeah. with champagne. Doing cocaine off a hooker's ass right now somewhere <laughs> in New York City, as I say. Yes. Tremendous. Just nearly 3,000 dogs to stand atop the dog world. What an accomplishment. Just yeah. tremendous. Won't Last talk- week, I bought a dog, and I named him Emotion. Won't talk Winter Olympics, but he will talk dog show. Yeah, because You know why? Because people relate. They relate more to the dogs. Not those dogs. Than curling. Not those okay. dogs. What would, would you like me to talk about? Winter Olympics those on dogs, sports radio. Those dogs are treated better than a lot of people. These are world-renowned Pampered, pets. Spoiled. 
Yeah. Richie just Rich like dogs. The, just like Screw them, I say. Newsflash, just like the basketball players, football players, and baseball players we talk about on a nightly basis, they are also pampered. Well, at least they do something. They throw they're, passes. They put a ball dogs. in a hoop. These dogs just walk around and sniff other dogs' asses. Uh, is- well, so do the players. They walk around and sniff other players. I mean, it's just the not same even, thing. Not even funny. The same concept, all right? The same concept. Anyway, oh, congratulations. Even though uh, Eddie's ungrateful and doesn't appreciate this, uh, congratulations to Flynn. And just a tremendous accomplishment. The Bashan, uh, the big winner, big fluffy white dog. Well, it's not that big, but but fluffy white hair, Eddie. Six other finalists. And uh, just, just tremendous. The giant schnauzer named Ty was number two reserve. <sighs> no, you don't want me to? All right. Uh, 877-99 on Fox, if you would like to be part. 877-996-6369. Now, I got a text message. I couldn't respond because I was very busy. I was locked in, laser-like focus, so I couldn't t- t- stop my preparation for some other things here. But I'm told that there's there might be someone providing us with something. Is that accurate? Am I, am I reading this? <laughs> wow, quick? that's pretty yeah. uh, vague. Food-related. Food now you're talking. Am I right? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Did that get canceled, or is that tomorrow, or is that tonight? Oh, that's, that's tonight. That's tonight. Any time frame on that? Because I haven't eaten in many hours. I believe eleven forty-five. Wow, that's to, uh, till till to midnight. Eleven forty-five. So uh, Pacific. So we have another half hour or so uh, to go, roughly. Outstanding. Now I didn't know this was going to happen until earlier today, but uh, this person deserves a Benny. For best in studio what? delivery, I mean, what are you talking? Come on, we, we this is an oversight in the Bennies for not recognizing this person. Well, or, I, I, or, or blame Coop. I don't. Or, or, or Eddie just uh, spoiled the surprise. There's that too. Best in studio guest. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what, Good job, Eddie. What? I don't even know what you're talking about. All right. All I know is I was I was just covered in pr- in uh, pretzel rods. Well, I know that yesterday. That was just sprayed me all, and that's what they did. They sprayed my entire yeah. face. Pretzel rods, chocolate covered pretzel rods, which I didn't know was a southern food. I had no idea that that was a southern dish. I, I, you know, I know it's big week in New Orleans and all that, but I who who am I to know that uh, you know chocolate pretzel rods was a a traditional meal. I had no idea. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Last week, the Indianapolis Colts named a new head coach, and this week they've named a new head coach. The difference is this week the coach actually showed up, uh, Frank Reich. He's the man, right? Woo! New coach in Indy. Uh, he's also like it's like a big bandage. Right? Frank Reich is like a human bandage trying to cover up the open wound. Uh, the Colts welcome with much fanfare. They rolled out the blue carpet. The former Eagle offensive coordinator, he was introduced on Tuesday. Now, this is standard fare, right? It was standard fare. When you introduce a coach, the usual cliches were spewing, right? They were, they were going out there. The GM, Chris Ballard, slobbered all over Frank Reich, which is great. Says he made a mistake. You know, back when he had 10 candidates for the Colts job and Reich wasn't one of them? (laughs) He wasn't one of the top 10 names that was on the list. But this day was all about Frank Reich, and uh, he made some bold statements. Now, we'll we'll give you a little taste of what it was like in Indianapolis. And you can't have a Colts story. There's a rule. You can't have a Colts story without hearing from Jim Irsay. you got to hear from Jim Irsay. Let's see here. Here's uh, Jim Irsay, uh, who talked about... How the Colts ended up 
hiring someone else before finally getting to the Eagles offensive coordinator. It's been a process to uh, get here as an owner. They never seem to go um, extremely normal. A lot of different twists and turns and choosing head coaches and some of the events that kind of swirl around uh, when you eventually settle in on one. Okay. Uh, He's like dancing around. He's like doing a tap dance. So he didn't want to say what we all know. Everyone knows, Jim. We're not in some kind of drug coma. We know what's going on here, okay? My God. All right, anyway, uh, let's hear from Frank Reich, the former Eagles offensive coordinator who currently is now a head coach in the NFL. How about that? And he dabbled in all of the standard cliches. He was, He's ready to go. He read sportscliche.com like a good boy before he got up on that stage and a lot of talk about Andrew Luck. Let's see. Do you think he's happy, upset, or angry? Let's find out. To have such a supremely talented player with such strong character and such great humility and such a team-first guy is rare. I couldn't be more happy about working with the prospect. As far as what I've been told, you know, Chris gave the update last week. That's the update that I got, and that's all I needed. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you need. They are who we thought they were. Would like to point out that if you really want to work with Andrew Luck, you should take a job with the training staff for the Indianapolis Colts. Those are the people that work with Andrew Luck more than anyone. I'm a doctor. I digress, though. All right, more from Frank Reich, and uh, he's he's talking about Andrew Luck again here, and I don't know what he had in his coffee before he got to the stage, but listen, listen to Reich here, uh, the coach, going all in on Andrew Luck. I just came off of a team that we lost our franchise quarterback and still won a Super Bowl. This game is not built on any one player. He is magical. He has special, unique traits and abilities. But if we're going to win championships, it's going to be about surrounding our whole team and the way we're going to bring out the best in each other. We should also point out that he might have magical abilities, healing powers, not one of those magical abilities uh, for Andrew Luck. All right, so let's get into it. Now, uh, among that, you heard the Andrew Luck conversation there. Frank Reich also promised that the Colts will run an up-tempo offense. And as you heard, he said he's not concerned with Andrew Luck's very fragile body. So let's discuss the question of those two statements. Let's narrow this down. We'll do narrow casting uh, just for the purposes of this Maller monologue. Of those two declarations that the Colts are going to run an up-tempo offense and that he's not concerned with Andrew Luck, as far as the health is concerned, which of those statements is actually truthful? Uh, I'm going to go with the up-tempo. I'm going to go, obviously, the answer is up-tempo, and even that is misleading. Uh, even that would be misleading. Uh, my thoughts on the Colts news conference, you've got machine-like, Marty Ball, and blowing smoke, and I will attempt to tie all of these things together. Now, number one, Frank Reich is not going to win a battle of sound bites. And this is a clear downgrade from my buddy Chuck Pagano, who was an endless fountain of quips, one-liners, and things that stood the test of time. It's not trigonometry. Like that. Frank Reich, I found him, even though he had a good line using the magical Andrew Luck, I found him machine-like with many of his statements to the media that this was all... uh, I don't know if choreographs the right word, but but he, he, there wasn't a lot of a feeling in his responses, and he doesn't come across. I will say this for Reich, he doesn't come across as a con man. I didn't get the hustler vibe 
I just got standard coaching jargon. And if he wins, it doesn't matter. Bill Belichick's not a great soundbite, but he wins a lot. That's the exception to the rule. But if not, then he's not going to be hanging around the sidelines in Indianapolis very long. His standing as an NFL coach will be compromised. Uh, If he's boring and the team is boring, that's a double whammy. You get one whammy, you don't get the double whammy. Now, number two, when Frank Reich says the Colts will run an aggressive offense, and that was one of the statements uh, that he made. We didn't play that soundbite, but he, he did say that, trust me, an up-tempo offense. That is also by the book. I don't recall, and I've been doing this for a fair amount of time now, this gas baggery, but I don't recall a coach being hired and coming in and saying, I want to run – the most vanilla, conservative offense I can possibly run. Um, my goal is to run the ball every single time. I don't want to throw the ball at all. Uh, I don't want the forward pass. I'm upset. I'm bitter that they added the forward pass to football. I want to run the wing T offense, the triple option offense. I think that would be the way to go. No one does that, right? No one's going to run it. say, that. hey, I want to run a conservative game plan. Let's bring back the ground and pound attack. Worked so well back in the day. I want to bring back the ground and pound. Oh, you know, Marty Schottenheimer won a bunch of games, so how about Marty Ball? Let's bring Marty Ball back, right? That died when Schottenheimer got dumped by the old San Diego Chargers. Now, do I expect the Colts to have a fly, high-flying offense? No. When Frank Wright called the plays for a couple years in San Diego, he had a Hall of Fame quarterback in Phillip Rivers, and the Chargers offense was called predictable and unoriginal. When Frank Reich called the plays in San Diego, they were dull, right? And, and, and there's this false premise that keeps going around about this hire that you're taking the offensive mind, the creative offensive mind of the Indianapolis Colts and you're drop or, or the, the uh, Eagles rather and dropping them into Indianapolis, this mind in Indianapolis. Doug Peterson was the pioneer of whatever trickeration the Philadelphia offense had in 2017, including the illegal play, which was not called in the Super Bowl. But last I checked, Doug Peterson is not part of the package. And as for the idea that the Colts are going to run this no-huddle offense, which is something that Frank Reich talked about a lot, that sounds wonderful until you try it and it doesn't work, your defense gets gassed, and then you end up setting all kinds of records for punt attempts. So the last thing here, Frank Reich repeated that he is not concerned. You heard played some of the sound there. He's not concerned with Andrew Luck's slow recovery from shoulder surgery. That's a lie. Uh, he was also asked uh, by one of the guys from Barstool, former Colts punter, by the way. Uh, the He was asked about whether or not uh, he truly, truly is concerned about Andrew Lowe. No, no, that wasn't it. He was he was asked about the the former coach, Josh McDaniels. That was it. He was asked whether he hates Josh McDaniels. It was kind of a, a, a lighthearted, funny moment. And Frank Reich, instead of answering the question, he sidestepped it and he said, the backup role suited me well in my career. That was his his answer there. So okay. Uh so let's grade the coaching hire. I will go first. I will give Indianapolis, uh, I will give this a C. That is a passing grade. Uh, That is an acceptable hire, but could have done better. Could have done better. Need to work harder next time. Better than Leslie Frazier. Upgrade over Josh McDaniels, who would have been a D. That would have been a D hire. I would have given that a D grade or an F. 
Uh, I will give Indianapolis a C, which is a passing grade. You can graduate high school, go to college, get through college as a C student, but you you don't create a lot of razzle-dazzle with this. This is not a lot of razzle-dazzle with Frank Reich. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Now, very rarely do we get breaking news on the Ben Maller Show. It doesn't normally happen, and when it does happen, it's typically of a sad nature, and we have some of that to report tonight. There was a... A car accident, uh, a car crash in Pacific Palisades in Southern California, a rollover accident that happened a few hours ago, and one person died. Now, the reason we're bringing this up uh, is because it involved a PGA Tour golfer and a Hollywood star uh, were involved in this accident. Now, KTLA, Channel 5 in Los Angeles, has an interview. We're going to play a little clip here. This is from the LAPD detective on scene. Now, the golfer in the crash, Bill Hawes, who's in Los Angeles, uh, there's a PGA Tour event this week. In fact, Tiger Woods is uh, in that event. But Bill Hawes, the golfer uh, involved in this accident, here's LAPD Detective Jeff Fisher, no relation to the former Ram coach, I believe, uh, but here he is giving the details on this accident that, that happened just a few hours ago. I can't confirm. Um, the Luke Wilson was driving the vehicle that the Toyota FJ that was traveling northbound. His vehicle just basically got clipped by the Ferrari. Uh, the passenger, uh, Mr. Bill Haas, William Haas, was the passenger in the Ferrari. Uh, apparently, from what I was told, he's doing okay too. Uh, All right, so that's uh, that's the report from uh, thanks to Channel Five there in LA KTLA, and that's the LAPD detective uh, giving the story. But there's I've seen some some video clips here uh, of of the accident. There was another, there was a, a 35-year-old guy and a 50-year-old woman that were also taken to the uh, hospital, according to the, the story. And there's a couple of stories popping up about this. So uh, best of luck to everyone involved in that. Uh, and according to Golf Digest, they're covering this story, and they report that Haas is, quote, not good but is in stable condition. And his um, agency has not responded to um, media inquiries. All right, it's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas uh, Garcia. He's uh, right over there hanging out. Uh, so the uh, the yes, actor Edmund. Luke Wilson may yes. have been involved in this? No, he was involved. He was involved he, in His car was clipped. You heard? Did you hear the soundbite? I did these? not hear them okay. mention his name. All right, you want to play it again? No, not really. We can play it again if you want. You said I, at the beginning. I'd rather not. Well, why not? Because it does, I don't think it's very good quality. Well, it's better than you came up with. You didn't even know about this. Uh, no, I did not know yeah. about this. I mean, how did I know about it? And you don't know. You're the news guy. I should. You should know about it before I know about it. How did I find it? Anyway, that's I, I don't the point. know. We, I, at least I found some audio there, better than you. Uh, and <laughs> he did say, the LAPD detective at the very beginning, uh, Coop, you can confirm. Yes, at the beginning there, he talked. He said Luke Wilson, his car was clipped at the in the accident. Actor Luke Wilson. Yeah. So, all right. All right. So uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You want to be part eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. You can also uh, you can hang out with us on Twitter. Yes, you can do that and uh, be part of the fun. And that's at Ben Maller. At Ben Maller. So Bill Haas, one of two people injured in that fatal rollover crash in the Pacific Palisades area of Los Angeles. And Luke Wilson, his car, sideswiped 
just before the collision. So that's the that's the story. And if we get any more information here overnight, we will pass it on to you. To the phones we go and Firelight DJ. He's a newbie. Firelight DJ. I was going to go to Real Talk, but Real Talk has a job. He's very important. He, he's a mogul in New York City on Wall Street, so Real Talk's not available anymore. So instead, we get to chat with the Firelight DJ. Hello, Firelight DJ. What's up, Mr. Mallor? How you doing, brother? If I was hey, uh, any better, oh, you didn't let me finish. If I was any uh, better, I would be a Colt, but not an Indianapolis Colt because they're still messed up. Yeah, they're looking out for McNuggets there or whatever his name is. Uh, but but uh, hey, uh, first and foremost, I just want to, uh, the first reason I'm calling is Gene Medford, you know, what John's going through, Mallard Militia, I love you guys, you know. I mean, how many nights have I spent with you guys just, you know, whatever I was going through, you guys helped me through it. You know, so oh, thank I just want to. I'm glad you know. you're glad you're out there. Fire I have a satin nightgown on. Great genie in Medford. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, <laughs> Second, secondly, uh, what's Stan Van Gundy doing here with the Pistons? Uh, yeah, we got Blake Griffin now, but he's a third option on a championship team. Yeah, like he, he's not cutting it. He's blasting players every day. I don't get it. I, I so you're turning on Stan Van Gundy. Is that what I'm hearing? No, you? no, your back but on, yeah. you, you get Blake Griffin, but he's a third option on a championship team. Am I right? Uh, like, <laughs> at best. Blake Griffin? Yeah, Blake. Blake's problems are in late-minute, uh, late, late segments of playoff games. Like, when he was with the Clippers, he'd be fine for three and a half quarters, and then, like, the final six minutes of the fourth quarter, when it was a close game, he would – he would wet his diaper. He would pee his pants, and it was a consistent situation there. So, right, but that contract is an albatross, too, though. No, that's like, not. What listen, Blake's a, Blake's a good player. You got Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. Oh, and I in, love the, in the Eastern Conference, the Pistons should be a consistent playoff team as long as they have that combo together. That, that's that's enough alone to be a consistent playoff team. Now, now are they going to actually win the Eastern Conference? I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't bet on Stan's going to burn out. Stan's going to burn out before that happens. I, I'll tell you that though. Well, Stan would be better on television, uh, like as a as a commentator on NBA games, like a TNT or something like that. Like Ron Jeremy, yeah, yeah. Or he could replace Ron Jeremy in the porn industry. That's absolutely correct. There's, <laughs> there's an opening in in the porn valley. He can go out there and yeah, yeah. I, I just want to point out. Fire, I want to point out Firelight DJ that I had some of your guys, some of your Michigan guys there that are Piston apologists who, when the Pistons won their first couple games with Blake Griffin, they were they were trying to talk trash about how great things were going, how wonderful things were going, and how the Clippers had just handed the Pistons a championship contender team because of Blake Griffin. All of a sudden, the narrative has changed when you are getting run off the court by the Pelicans, and you can't beat the Atlanta Hawks, suddenly those people have shut up. I don't know why that is. I have no idea why they've been quiet here. What kind of team name is the Pelicans anyway? I mean, It's an embarrassing name. Uh, that is a name. If I were to say who, which name in sports, which team nickname is going to be changed next, that'll be the one. Pelicans is not long for the world. Uh, they are not. All right. Well, th- thank you, D. I, hey, I thanks, go. guys. I love uh, you guys. All right, there thank he goes. you. All right. There he goes. The Firelight DJ. Where he goes, 
Only he knows. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, now let's get to it. Here we go. Why not? On the clock, by the It's clock. Maller. How about All that? About to the clock. third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. I'm, I'm, I'm mean, mainly doing this to mess with Coop's eating schedule. Because I can, if I can't eat, Coop can't eat, okay? So I've determined that since I can't enjoy my delicious sandwich, Koopa Loop can't enjoy his delicious sandwich from our friend Big Lou who's stopping by. All right, what do we got here? Well, Ben, despite plenty of rumors, Brad Stevens said that there has oh, been... Oh, clear your throat, Coop. You're eating some of the sandwich right there, weren't you? You, you bastard. How dare you? Uh, Brad Stevens and... Of course, you know we're talking about your uh, your Celtics. Well, of course, I just did three hours of Boston sports talk tonight on WEI. Yes. Well, you're about to do three more minutes of it. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> Brad Stevens <laughs> said that there's been no discussion of bringing Gordon Hayward back this season. Now we've yeah. been hearing that there's a possibility that he could come back for the playoffs. Ben, if Hayward is physically able, do you think he should play? Yeah. Here's my position: If Gordon Hayward is medically cleared. If he has the blessing of the medical staff around the Celtics, then he should play. All right. Number one, it seems preposterous from where I sit to think that this man will be able to play. That's even on the table. My last memory of Gordon Hayward on the basketball court was his leg hanging by what seemed like a thread, bending the wrong direction. Uh, it just doesn't seem like that's a possibility. And I realize modern medicine is a wonderful thing. And they've got amazing things available to them, techniques, drugs, all that stuff that they didn't have back in the olden days. But to come back the same season, I know it was game one, that seems like a unrealistic possibility. And number two, there is a difference between Gordon Hayward coming back and Gordon Hayward being the man. Right? The yin to Kyrie Irving's yang, which is what the plan had been in Boston at the beginning of the year. Now, he has to be in actual game shape, NBA game shape to make a contribution. Now, having been out the entire year, and I know he's been working out recently, Gordon Hayward, uh, I I just don't believe that's a possibility. Nevertheless, again, if he he gets the the blessing of the medical staff, Boston is paying him $29 million a year, and if he's able and if he's willing, yeah, at least play him a couple games. Even if you don't play him in the regular season, Gordon Hayward, you play him a couple of games to get rid of the heebie-jeebies because he's been gone all season. Get the cobwebs out. Next! Now, Celtics legend Robert Parrish said on Monday that he thinks Paul Pierce is the best offensive Celtic of all time, even better than Larry Bird. Yeah. Ben, you think this is as much of a stretch as oh, it sounds like? Thank you, Coop. More Boston-related conversation. Very kind. Any, do we, is a Red Sox question next or a Patriots question? Or are you going to break down the Bruins, who won again? But they're on the road for the next two weeks, the Bruins, so Not they won't be back. All right, anyway, uh, listen, I, I have two working theories on the story around Robert Parrish. All right, first, Robert Parrish was caught up in this compliment game, right? The compliment game. You know what I'm talking about? He was brought back to the Garden. All the great Celtics who are living were brought back, except Ray Allen. Uh, this was Paul Pierce's night, and all Robert Parrish wanted to do was join the parade of idiots fawning all over Paul Pierce. These jersey retirement ceremonies are its like a living memorial service. You want to know what it's like at your funeral when you, you're not, you're not going to be part of it. At least that's the plan. Uh, but these, these are like memorial services, right? It's a bastion of overpraise. 
And so he he was just sitting there. It's like it's like a spitting contest with flattery. And Robert Parrish is like, hey, I got a bigger loogie. I want to spit that out. And and so that's what he said. And then secondly, Parrish, now he has smoked some of the greatest organic weed. Uh, like he got caught several times getting weed delivered to his house when he was playing at the end of his NBA career. So maybe he got a bad batch. Maybe he got some kind of bad batch there. Uh, now, I do think that Paul Pierce, I put him in the overrated category. Right? He, he was a very productive player, but during his career, he was a second-tier guy in the NBA. There were players that overshadowed Paul Pierce. Shaq, Kobe, Allen Iverson, Kevin Garnett, who they played together, Kevin Durant later on. I mean, you, you could even say Tracy McGrady overshadowed Paul Pierce at one point. Steve Nash, there's a long list of guys during his career that – got more pub and they were thought of in a in a better light anyway next now the excitement around jimmy garoppolo has kind of reached a fever pitch ben another former boston athlete that's good coop three for three good job (laughs) a lot of analysts are saying that the 49ers are now becoming a free agent destination yeah yeah yeah. not only because they're in uh, california but because they have jimmy garoppolo now do you think that is the case yeah i'm not there yet. I think we can all agree the 49ers are in a better position now than they were before last season. But, A, NFL players, by definition, are mercenaries. It is all about the greenbacks. If the Cleveland Browns offer more chicken feed than the 49ers, you'll go play for the winless Cleveland Browns, and you will talk about what a wonderful winter wonderland northern Ohio is in December and January. Right? So that's the way I look at it. And and B, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not a proven commodity, even though he's played seven games and won them all as a starter. The 49ers, even the Niners are not completely sure that Garoppolo is the guy based on the small sample size. From what I read the other day, this contract that Garoppolo signed, while it is the highest average salary, the Niners have an eject button they can press after two years if Garoppolo does a face plant the next two years and it won't cost them a lot of dead salary cap money. So even the Niners have covered themselves with this contract. So, no, I'm not there yet. But that is Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Benny Passes edition. That's a winner! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.